This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, October 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Bills on hemp CBD prescribed burns. Biden agenda on slow path. And groups appeal for conservation funding. New laws on hemp CBD and prescribed burns. Yet more bills that AgriPulse has been tracking throughout the year and since December for some have gained the stroke of Governor Newsom's pen. He signed a measure on industrial hemp this week that has divided the agriculture community. AB 45 creates a regulatory structure for legalizing non-toxic hemp CBD products. The Cannabis Hemp Council supported the bill, saying it would kickstart an industry worth $2 billion annually. The California Farm Bureau opposed provisions that apply to the same level of THC testing as cannabis, despite hemp being a federally recognized ag commodity. The bill also raised concerns over setting limits on smokable products, which the author said will be addressed in future legislation. Newsom also signed a bill providing legal protection for prescribed burns to prevent the spread of wildfires. The California Cattlemen's Association supported the measure, arguing the practice protects ranches, but the liability threat disincentivizes burn bosses. Insurers call the bill a poor policy for how it reduces accountability for, quote, one of the most dangerous things one can do in California, start a wildfire. And on that note, Governor Newsom has signed a bill reversing a surprise veto he delivered last year. The bill reauthorizes alternative management standards for treated wood waste. His veto of a similar measure last year left those seeking to get rid of hazardous waste with high costs and a complex system for delivering it to a waste disposal facility. Moderate dim. Pelosi didn't level with us. Now that the Senate has reached a deal to increase the federal debt limit, Democrats can turn their attention back to passing President Biden's Build Back Better agenda. But a key House moderate tells AgriPulse it could be months before the budget reconciliation bill can get through Congress. Kurt Schrader, an Oregon Democrat, is one of nine House moderates who got a deal with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to hold a vote on a separate infrastructure bill before considering the larger $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation measure that would fund President Biden's climate policy and social spending priorities. Speaker Pelosi, however, was not able to deliver on the promise when President Biden sided with progressives and insisted on tying the two bills together. The Speaker didn't level with us, Schrader said in our Washington Week in Review interview, your word is your bond around here. Now take note, Speaker Pelosi only has a three-vote margin to work with in the House. Schrader says his top line on the Build Back Better bill is about $1 trillion. It's well below the $1.5 trillion that Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia has given as his upper limit. Schrader said, I don't see this happening anytime soon. Groups appeal for conservation spending. More than 160 conservation, agriculture, and wildlife groups are urging Democrats to preserve $28 billion in conservation program funding when they cut the Build Back Better bill to win over moderates. 
This would be the largest investment into agriculture conservation in decades and would be transformative for farms, ranches, and forests across the country, the group say in a letter to Democratic leaders. The group that signed the letter includes the National Farmers Union, the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, and the National Association of Conservation Districts. Administration details climate plans. Departments and agencies across the federal government have issued plans for adapting to climate change. USDA's plan lays out ways the department is using its research and outreach programs to help farmers adapt to climate change. One key priority is to track and estimate the benefits of soil health practices using national survey data and program data. USDA's regional climate hubs will have a large role to play. The hubs will both disseminate research and data to farmers and foresters while also providing research and analysis to USDA agencies. As for the EPA, the agency says it plans to integrate climate adaptation into its programs, policies, rulemaking processes, and enforcement activities. It also said it would consult and partner with government, industry, and community organizations to strengthen adaptive capacity and increase the resilience of the nation with a particular focus on advancing environmental justice. In its plan, the agency said climate change is likely to increase uh, pest pressure on crops, which if currently registered pesticides are ineffective, could lead to more requests for emergency authorizations. Ag groups cheer EPA appointment. Ag groups are welcoming the appointment of Ron Snyder as the EPA new agriculture advisor. The National Pork Producers Council, for example, said it has worked with Rod over the years and commends his decades-long dedication to protecting the environment and the livelihood of American farmers. Snyder led the group Field to Market for the last seven years. Field to Market has played a leading role in helping community groups address and document sustainability concerns. Fourteen groups, including the American Farm Bureau Federation and National Farmers Union, and a collection of commodity groups had advocated for Snyder in a letter to EPA back in June. Here's today's He Said It. This is not a matter of leaving California. That CEO Elon Musk on moving Tesla's headquarters to Texas. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, October 8th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Daly.